Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here uh, coming uh, at you one more time with the Level Up podcast. And today I have a, um, a, a gentleman that I have known a very, very long time. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I've been watching him on the sidelines anytime I see his name, whether it's on social media or a podcast or, or anything else. I pay attention because it's somebody that I do respect in the industry. Um, and a lot of it uh, has to do with the subject matter and uh, talks a lot about communication as well as mindset and, and, and conversation. So um, without saying anything more, I just want to uh, welcome Michael Mayer to the Level Up podcast. Hey, Michael. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much. And uh, a mutual admirer myself of you. And I, I will tell you, I you know, we had a little conversation before. I, I, I was surprised to find out that you were like a 96, and 99. We started about the same time. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, God bless real estate for the whole industry changing so that we have people like you in the industry. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, before we wouldn't have had the the Ben Kinney's and the Adam Hergenrothers and the you, these these professional, smart, like like they college smart people. They'd be on Wall Street or they'd be somewhere else. And I think real estate is lucky to have people like you that are like that. I mean, it's just like they're business owners they're visionaries and uh man has the game changed because of people like you so i really appreciate that and i appreciate being on today yeah man well thank you for saying that that's really um really really nice of you and you know and i i will say that the real estate industry um has provided me a you know an audience has provided me a platform to really create some amazing things for my family and um i just love being on podcasts like this and sharing back with other agents as um you know my experiences and your experiences now hey real quick i want to make sure that i don't forget but you do have a podcast yourself um it's called the referrals podcast um can you tell us a little bit about that and then i want to get right deep into um some uh, some mental conversations well i appreciate that referrals podcast they can check out at referralspodcast.com uh, we're number 34 in the United States right now. Um, it's been incredible. We have great sponsors who have helped us with this. Um, we have never bought a listener or a viewer or a rating or a review. They're all real people. And our whole thought around Referrals Podcast is real people, real referrals. And it's, it's just one of those where you want to hear their real stories. You don't want to you know, it's not made up. We don't have Tony Robbins on or Oprah. I love them. But the people we have are real people who are in the field every single day fighting the battle and uh, and they're getting referrals. So we want to find out how they're doing it and they share their stories and I get the opportunity to kind of tag along and, and hear them and react to it. And I've learned so much since I've had the podcast. So I appreciate yeah. that. And um, it's, it's been an amazing deal with the podcast. It's, it's, uh, I went kicking and screaming into pie. I didn't want to do it. I didn't know. I want another thing to do. Anytime I commit to something, probably like you, I know I'm going to do it 110%. And here we are two and a half years later. And, and I'm really glad we did it. So that's great. That's great. Hey, well, let's, um, let's talk about 
the market, maybe not so the market as much as like, what are we telling? What are you telling agents right now who are coming to you, seeking your coaching, seeking guidance? Um, and I say right now because I I, I feel um, that we, um, uh, well, I'm going to say more than I feel. <laughs> I know that we are shifting. There's no doubt about it. I've been talking about shifting for six months, but I think people are starting to realize, uh-oh, um, yes, the market has shifted. And I know there's still people out there that are going to listen to this in the next week. Yeah, but there's still no inventory. Um, that doesn't matter. That's not going to be an indication of a shift or not shift. There's other things that are taking place. We're going to fill it at some level. Now with that, Michael, with that, I'm starting to sense a little bit of uncertainty in the mindsets of real estate agents. And when real estate agents move from certainty to, to uncertainty, a lot of times they withdraw from the market. They stop showing up. Um, they stop doing the things that they were doing. And then that withdrawal actually causes their production to shift, not the market itself. Okay, that's my little saying. What are your thoughts? What are we talking? What are you talking to agents about right now? Well, it, it's interesting that you keep saying talk talking about and talking to agents and because I truly believe it's it's about conversations just like it has been for you know 23 30 years it's about conversation the agent who has the most and best conversations will win the thing that is interesting about what's going on right now and and you said people are still saying well there's no inventory listen it's coming yes. I mean I follow about 17 different markets that I invest in as a real estate investor um, on realtor.com and a couple other uh, apps and I get notifications. Well, the notifications yeah. I'm getting like literally got today was like notification is dropped price reduced 75,000 new on the market, new on the market, new on the market, new on the market. This is one market, new on the market, new on the market, new on the market, price reduced 50,000, price reduced 31,000, new on the market, new on the market, price reduced 5,000, mm -hmm. new on the market, price reduced 15, price reduced 100,000. Uh, that was a $1.1 million house. Now it's 999,000 price reduced 5,000. So, so we, and this, by the way, this is a Florida market. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't showing you Kansas or Iowa or Missouri or something like that. It's one of those where, so it goes back to conversations. And, and that's the thing that we, we have to be really good at, as far as agents is we need to educate ourselves. So we know what to say with the conversation. Right. Yes. And, and like you said, why do we quit making the calls? Why do we quit having the conversation? Why do we avoid the conversations that we should be having because those are the conversations that are going to lead to conversions that are going to lead to contracts and so on and so forth. And it's because we don't know what to say. Right. And I think the biggest thing is, is we don't need to try to be the expert. We just need to have the conversation. And that's the thing is, is the market is like the ocean, right? We can't contain the ocean. We can't determine the ocean. We can only navigate the ocean. We, and, and by the way, the captain of the ship has had a really easy job the last two or three years. It's been easy to navigate because the waters have been somewhat calm. Unless you've been a buyer's agent, then you've had rough waters and all of a sudden the tide has turned in your favor. But it's one of those where we need to just be better better captains, right? And yeah. the other thing is, is, you know, a lot of people are talking about the word recession. And 
a global recession or a U.S. recession is just what it is. But guess what? That doesn't mean it has to be a personal recession, right? What about just literally having great personal growth and personal wealth development over the next 24 months and focusing on you? There's the, the, the number of transactions is not actually going to go down that much. It's how they're handled and who handles them. So I think the big thing is, is conversations, right? More and better conversations. Yeah, quanta, higher quantity and higher quality. You know, one of the things that you said um, when you're uh, just about the market and, and how I uh, processed it is we are not the information. We are the interpreter of information. And so, you know, right now, a lot of people could say, well, gosh, the Internet, um, everything's on the Internet. I agree. All the information's on the Internet. I agree. There's the Zestimate. There's the Realtor Estimate. That There's a Trulia Estimate, the Movado Estimate, the Redfin Estimate, the Remax Estimate, the Century 21 Estimate, the John Doe. So the best thing that could have happened to us is that all the information could be dumped onto the market because now it's confused everybody. So the value is not the information, the value is the interpretation, which comes back to you, Michael. That's the conversation. Is that what you mean by quality conversations? Yes, it's it's definitely the quality of the conversation and it's the quality of the person you're having the communication with, hmm. right? Is really getting in tune with the most influential, most successful, most profitable, uh, the most successful people that you know. A, a lot of the people they have conversations with, with maybe people who will never be able to reciprocate. But if you can identify the business owners, the referral sources, the that kind of thing in your contacts in your phone or in your database, then guess what? You're going to have better conversations because you're having them with better people. Right. So I think really getting a feel for grading the database. And I know that's something I mean, people are like, oh, my God, grading. my." It's like, when's the last time you graded your database? You know, and if it's been a while, then guess what? It's time to do it. And it's easier to do it if you've done it before. But if you've never done it, guess what happens? Once you do it, it's easier forever because you only have like 100 people to grade instead of 15,000. It also comes back to, you know, in 7L, I, I wrote about you know, these seven levels of communication. And the bottom three levels were advertising, direct mail, and electronic communication, which does include like some social media, email, that kind of thing. And that's the informational zone. And guess what? In the advertising world, Google advertising world, even all the content that people are putting out there, you're competing with so many other things that you have to be utterly ridiculous. Look at TikTok, right? TikTok. Who are the ones that are getting noticed in TikTok? They're naked or they're doing something super stupid, almost getting themselves hurt, right? Or they have to be outrageous to try to get attention. And the thing is, is do you really want to compete in that world when you can compete or not compete in the influential zone, which is handwritten notes, phone calls, events and seminars, right? Shared experiences, and and then the one-to-one meetings. So with your database, you're not competing for their attention. You literally can just call them and you're going to have their attention. You can text them and you're going to have their attention. So it's one of those where I truly believe that it's 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 time to step up. And um, I also have some thoughts around like 
not all your conversations have to be about real estate, right? One of the best things that I don't know how many listeners know this, but Greg's huge into fly fishing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I didn't know that before. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you, as part of the pre-conversation we had around this podcast, that was one of the favorite things I, I learned about you. I can see you out yeah. on the, you know, out on the little brook or the river, like in heaven, just standing there with your waders on, right? And man, you're not thinking about real estate. You're you're thinking about fly fishing and and you know, am I using the right fly or you know, is that the right spot to hit that? And, you know, man, I'm really casting well today, you know. So I think which would Greg Harrelson really rather talk about mm. like normally? I'm going to talk to him more about fly fishing than I am real estate. Yeah. Right? So I think the big thing is is you don't have to always have a conversation. They know what you do. And they're going to ask you, how's the market? So be ready with the answer. My answer is the market's like the ocean, right? The ocean is the ocean. Can't control it. All I do is navigate it. And I'm telling you, I'm having fun every day navigating it and helping my clients. And that's it. Yeah. So that's so cool. I'm taking a ton of notes. I mean, if you see me doing this, I'm not checking my cell phone. I'm oh, writing man. notes. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you, because we will not only does this go on the podcast, but we'll actually put this on YouTube also. So just for you YouTubers out there that are seeing the video, just know I'm actually taking notes, which means the content he's delivering great content. So um, so here's what you, what, what I, I'm kind of again, I'm processing and I'm learning from you. And what I took from that was, OK, so I need to bring back hum the human element back into the relationship. But you also then broke that down in, in, into two categories, the human element in the form of communication, like, hey, let's not hide behind social media. Let's actually get on the phone or write a letter uh, or write a, send a, a handwritten card. So there's the, there's the human element to how we deliver our communication. And then there's a human element of like communicate to people. They're not just a transaction. And especially right now, if people are feeling a little anxious about, um, you know, the market, the economy, their stocks, you know, gas prices, you know, if you sometimes talk about whatever they need to talk about, but also talk about the, the more personal side, that's another way to relieve some of the anxiety. And then they'll probably open up and give you more information. That's the type of notes I took from what you just said. So hopefully everyone got that. Got that. I mean, that's brilliant, right? I mean, you, you basically boiled down like all my books into like a paragraph. <laughs> I mean, a beautiful thing. I mean, it, it is, this is the human approach to sales, right? It is the human approach. It's hats, right? H-A-T-S, mm. human approach to sales. Mm. And it really is because, you know, it, it's one of those, how do we get people interested in us? Straight from how to win friends and influence people, Dale Carnegie's brilliance was to get people interested in us, we must first be interested in them. So yes. here's the thing. When I talk to anybody, I'm, I am interested in them. I, I do want I, you know, I'm going to remember you're a fly fisherman forever. I mean, literally, I'm just, it's locked into my brain forever. And I took notes. Uh, but it's one of those where it's like, let's talk fly, right? Fly fishing and what you're doing there. And then we're just going to have a conversation. If it never boomerangs back to me, I'm okay. But I'm telling you, when we express interest in other people, what's the only thing they know about us? Most likely. The only thing they know about us is we're a realtor. Yeah. And that was definitely the way it was before I was Max's dad. Now I'm Max's dad. I, I have a son who's 13, so I am Max's dad. So a lot of times they will boomerang it back and say, what's Max up to these days? What sports, 
you know, or is he in and that kind of thing. But most of the time it boomerangs back to how's business, how's the market, how are you doing in real estate? And we need to be ready to answer that question. And we need to be able to um, just like have it be part of the conversation instead of like, oh my God, my hair's on fire. And you know, it's so scary out there. And it's just like, dude, I'm telling you the successful ones, you'll notice they're always the calm in the storm. They're not the storm in the calm, right? Yeah. So it's, it, it's just, I think that's the big thing is there's so much storm out there, Greg. We see some of these influencers and thought leaders and you know coaches out there who are really selling scare and fright yeah. tactics to get people to sign up for coaching right you don't yep. do that i don't do that we do it very respectful and we're also not scared right we're not we're, we know it's changing right it's not chaotic you know it's yeah. not chaotic it's not it's under control we're okay it yes are we going to see a slowdown are we going to see some different things we talked earlier we get I mean, when's the last time some of these agents had to talk price reduction, Greg? Yeah. Like just that conversation about we may need to reposition the home in the market because of conditions, right? And saying it powerfully with certainty, with confidence, instead of like, I know I told you you were going to get 50000 over asking, and now I'm asking you to go 50000 under what we were asking. But it, it's just one of those where it's like, first of all, under promise over deliver. But some of these conversations and the scripts, we need to dust off a little bit and be ready to deliver them. Yeah, I was just doing a price reduction uh, coaching just the other day with the company, just prepping them. And even though we're not having to do a lot right this second, but in anticipation and in the next 90 days, this has become very relevant. I want to be at least 90 days ahead of the curve or ahead of my competition. So that, that, that all, all good stuff. So. You know, some of the things that I'm hearing right now and um, is and this would be me hearing it from the consumer or mm -hmm. me actually hearing it through my agents who's hearing it from the consumer are things like this. Um, you know, buyers were saying six months ago, I'll do anything, just whatever listing, just, you know, FaceTime me real quick and we'll make an offer. Yeah. And, and I know I have to pay over full price, too. Well, you know, I think we might just kind of see what happens to the market. So the the shift that we're, the, the, the focus, the shift that I think agents need to focus on is they need to shift their listening and make sure they hear what the buyers or sellers are communicating and then speak to it versus hearing what you've been hearing, like, in other words, you just kind of like assume that every buyer is saying the same thing that they were saying. Well, they're not. That's right. So if you're communicating to what they were saying, that could be problematic. You got to be communicating today to what they're saying today. So listening is very important. But what else would you say for agents like in the area of shifting their conversations? Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. Like, what does Greg Harrelson do? What do the top producers do that others don't do, right? Is the average agent will work with time wasters. They will work with people who are not buyers, right? And there's a great script for that. Like on a scale of one to 10, with one, you're just curious, and 10, you're looking to buy a home today. Where are you at on that scale? Right. And they give you a number, a five or a six or a two or whatever it is. But yeah. then you're going to, let's say they say a two. I've had this actually happen at a home buyer seminar. Right. So I opened with that question. 
home buyer seminar, it makes a lot of sense to open with that question. And, and once person said a two, and then I go, all right, well, what would it take to make you a 10? And that's the follow-up question, no matter what they say, right? Unless they say a 10, then you go, what would it take to make you a 10 plus? Right. But it's like, the thing about it is, is two. And it's like, what would it take to make you a 10? And the guy said, I need to get pre-approved. That's all it would take for him to go from a two to a 10. And guess what? We got him pre-approved. He was the first one out of that class to end up buying. And how many agents would have said two? Oh, crap. You know, forget that. I'm going to leave it. But I think the beauty that we have in our marketplace is can you filter down to only working with buyers and not lookers? That's the first thing, right? The second thing is I think that we need to be ready to have a conversation with, with the buyer that is around how interest rates affect buying power, right? So it's like, you know, some of these, the interest rate jump, we've gone from three to six. That 3% interest rate jump has probably, if they were looking at the 600s, now they're looking at the 500s. It's probably generated $100,000 lower. So if they wait and the interest rates go up, their buying power is going down significantly every month they wait. So guess what? We should probably get into something sooner than later, or you're going to be at the seven, eight level. And, you know, here's the other thing. Who can predict the future market? If October, the Wall Street tanks, right, and we have another Black Friday, then guess what? Who knows? But here's the other thing that could happen is we could see a lowering of the interest rates by Christmas and be right there. Which is it better? Is it better to be in a house now and then the interest rates go down? Or is it better to be renting now and then the interest rates go up, right? Which lowers your purchasing power. Well, the better answer is if you bought now and this is the highest the interest rates go, you refinance in six to nine months to a lower rate. And you also have earned equity, hopefully in that time that, that you've been in the house. So I, th I think there's I think there's just ways to frame it. That what's the, what's the highest interest rate you ever bought a property for? Well, I, I do investment property. So I mean, I've been I've been in well, 10 and 12s. Yeah, I've been okay. in the 10 and 12s. Yeah. I've been at nine. I don't I don't I don't think I've been at 12. I know that I've been at nine and possibly 10. Yeah. And like it was just a true small period of time that we ever yeah. saw anything sub four. That's right? like, like, yeah. So, so yeah. interest rates really haven't risen. What they are, the interest rates are actually more normal now than they've been in the last 25 That's years. Right. That's right. It's just that the there was a few years that it was ridiculously low. That's so right. six to eight of, is a great rate. Yeah. Right. Six to yeah. eight is a great rate. I mean, yeah. it, it really is. I mean, three percent was absurd. I mean, it was free money. <laughs> right. We were financing things when we could have paid cash. That's right. Think about that, you know. So anyway, it, right. it, it it's uh. It's one of those where it's, it's, it's just interesting out there, but you're right. I mean, a lot of these conversations need to change and be ready to change. And what we don't want is what you were talking about earlier is where the agent takes themselves out of the market because they're fearful of the conversation. And it's like, you don't have to be smart, right? You don't have to be, it, just be interested. You know, just be, I, I tell you this, the story of Josh Frazee in Minnesota and, or Michigan, excuse me. Michigan was a lockdown state during the uh, COVID and he just started calling to check on people and offered to go by and get toilet paper or bottled water at the store. That was his whole script. Can I go get the, you know, and guess how many people out of a thousand calls took him up on getting anything at the store? The answer is zero out of a thousand calls, but he didn't get fearful. 
He didn't get within himself and curl up at a ball in his in his home. He made the calls. And when you make calls that are helpful in the spirit of helpfulness, all that anxiety that we have around it go down. And the mm-hmm. thing is, he was totally 100% committed to if they needed something, he was going to get it and drop it off in a bag in their front in their front porch, right? But nobody took him on, up on it, and he made a thousand calls, and he's he's more than tripled. And we're not talking. We're talking about somebody that was doing 50, 60, 70 transactions. Now he's up 180 to 200 transactions. Wow! Right, wow. because he made the call. He wasn't certain. I mean, who know in 2020, right? June of 2020. Can you imagine? I mean, like there was a lot of uncertainty in the world, and yet he made the call. And and uh, I think that's the big thing is is really be willing to call with the spirit of helpfulness. And if it does come around to real estate, you could even say, you know what? We're still trying to figure it out. I think we are, but I think who knows? You know, it's okay to be vulnerable and transparent. We yeah. don't have to be the uber expert all the time. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Like uh, I was thinking of certainty and uncertainty for just a moment. And um, when we're feeling a little bit uncertain, we're not always going to have the answers like, okay, I'm feeling uncertain. So this is going to make me feel certain. This is going to bring certainty back. But if you if you're feeling a little bit nervous about the market, I can assure you one thing that has no downside, and that is get into action. Mm. Take in action, even if that action doesn't work, move, make your move and then make adjustments and you will shift from certainty or uncertainty back to certainty. Now, I'm going to I'm going to go way back to a conversation you had maybe five minutes ago because I cannot let this go. You said we started talking about quality conversations Mm -hmm. and you talked about the buyer that said they were a two. And this was an example of quality conversations. I want everyone to take note of this. The first thing Michael did is he asked another question. Mm. So we're like, he's describing to us, this is what a quality conversation looks like. And a lot of us probably leaning in is like, what's he going to say? And the reality is, it wasn't what he said, it's what he asked. How important are questions in the concept and the conversation around quality conversations? Oh, you're going to get so much farther in life with brilliant questions than you are with brilliant answers. Mm. And that's the truth, right? The quality of your life is really determined by the quality of your questions. I believe that. I mean, like one of the questions that we should all be asking is, how do I make this the biggest win for you? You know, when you're getting into a transaction with a buyer or a seller or an investor, or you're even meeting with a networking partner, right? Or a sponsor for your events. It's how do I make this event the biggest win for you? When you're having a Zoom meeting, how do I make this Zoom the biggest win for you? And when you're working with a buyer and seller, how do I make this the biggest, you know, how do I make this move the biggest win for you? That's not a powerful answer. That's a powerful question, right? And here's what's beautiful about that. When you get the answer, you can act accordingly right? Is it possible? If a seller says, I'd like you to sell my house in two days for $20,000 over asking, you now have a conversation around that, right? Which is, all right, two days, 20,000 over asking, then instead of 500, we need to probably price you at 450 mm-hmm. and see if we can get 480, right? So I think, I think the big thing is I always want to know what their expectations are before I start spewing from the mouth, right? Because if you if you start talking, you're going to start getting into trouble because you actually don't know if that's what they want. 
How do you know what they want? How do you find out what they want? You want certainty? Find out what they want. And then you can be certain that you're approaching that or helping them get to that because they told you so. And if they change later on, you can go look at my notes right here. It says, how do I make this the biggest win for you? And you said, hey, if I could get this thing under contract within 60 days and be at my new house in 90 days, everything would be good. And you're sitting there at 45 days and you got an offer, right? You can have that conversation that this helps you achieve that goal of being you know, sold in 60. So I think it's, it's one of those where... I mean, everything's about the question. I mean, I, I do yeah. far more around questions than I do, you know, snappy answers or super scripts of answers. I truly believe the best scripts are questions. Yeah, I, you know, and I hope I, I hope everyone takes that that if you, you know, everyone, I hope in every podcast, no matter who the podcast is with, I think, you know, we have a duty of taking at least one takeaway. And if there's nothing else, take that one away because, you know, uh, Michael, we're talking about like, okay, there's a shift. We're, we're dealing with the shift. We got to improve our conversations. A lot of people would be like, well, gosh, what do you think I should be saying? So I want to let all of you off yeah. the hook. Don't focus on what you need to be saying. Just focus on asking a few more questions and then let them dictate what you need to say because you'll be communicating and speaking to what's important to them. Yeah. That will get you through a shift. Yep. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that we haven't really discussed a lot too is the, in my opinion, the power of events. Uh, I okay. really believe that people in general are going from this mental state of being caged and enraged to now they are starting to feel uncaged freedom and engaged. They're ready to engage with other human beings and they have to, we got to make it happen because the more they're behind a screen, the more fight clubs are breaking out, right? The more it's so easy to like make a snide comment behind a screen than it is in somebody's face. The more we get human interaction, the better human interaction we're gonna get. So I am a huge believer in live events as the world opens up, which it is. And um, that's that. a lot of our teachings right now are about, you gotta have an event. And yeah. the thing about the event is all of a sudden, all your questions are made for you. You're calling to, say, hey, what events uh, do you like to go to, right? If I bought coffee in the afternoon, would you come to it? That, which is, a, that's a question I ask probably a thousand times, right? Because I do these, I love you lattes and we love you latte and thanks a latte. And it's just, I'm inviting people to come by Starbucks between four and six and I'll buy their coffee after they get off work or whatever. And you know what? I found out there's a lot of people that are very successful that that's kind of a great spot for coffee. There's others who drink it in the morning, don't want it in, in, in the afternoon, but that's okay too. So I, and then the next conversation is, you know, all right, I'm going to do it this day. We can, will you come? Will you come by? You're invited. I want you to know that you're invited. And then it's confirming. All right. Hey, I've got you confirmed. What do you want my order to be at Starbucks? What are you going to order? Is it, you know, venti cho white chocolate mocha uh, with an extra shot with light on the whip and, you know, skim milk, because that's what you ordered last time, right? And and so it's one of those where question, 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 question. And then after the event, it was like, hey, thanks for coming by. How, how do you think it went? What'd you think? How can we make it better next time, right? And then notice that that delivers five to 10 questions and conversation. Then you get the actual conversation when you're in front of them and it's over coffee. So it, there's no loaded anxiety around it. It's just 
we're going to talk about stuff, whatever it is, you know, family, recreation, occupation, goals, you know, things they want to do in life. So I think, I think that it's one of those where it's just more conversations, better conversations, better yeah. conversations are definitely come from the questions that you ask. Yeah. You know, I love how you've got that little niche and I know that you've, you're, you're talented and have a lot of depth of knowledge in many areas, but you know, there's not a little, lot of people that have taken on the niche of referrals and, and you just gave us such a wonderful example of, of how you could put on a little event um, that is easy to execute and pull off. Um, but the relationship and the rapport that you're building with that group of people is huge. I mean, they're, you're, you know, when I look at it, I have this thought when it comes to databases, even though we're not talking about databases, but in a, in a, in a hence, we kind of are, we're building a database by this, is you take a stranger and you do something to make the stranger convert them to an acquaintance. Then you take an acquaintance and you do some other things that actually then turn them into an advocate. And the advocates will do deals and recommend deals to you. And it's a process, it's an incubation system, stranger to, to acquaintance to advocate. So that's brilliant. Well, hey, I know that I'm taking a lot of your time and, I, uh, um, and we're, you know, we could go on for hours. Um, I know we could go on for hours. I like, if I'm going through Marietta, Georgia, um, I'm going to text you and say, Hey, are you having one of these little coffee things? Cause, uh, cause I don't drink coffee, but I'll take a venti black iced tea with one. Okay. With what? With what? With, with one Splenda. Oh, okay. Do they do that at Starbucks? Oh yeah. Will yep. they do the one splendor or you got to put it in yourself? No, you just tell them one splendor. Dude, they I put love it that. in there. Yeah. Vainty black tea. Black iced tea with Black one Splenda. With, yes. with one Splenda. I with love one it. Splenda. That's it. So write that one down. So when I'm passing through okay. going fly fishing, I'm going to need that Black iced tea. I'm um, telling you. Yes. Michael, you have been so, so gracious in the information you're sharing. Um, there's going to people be people that listen to this that are going to want to learn more from you. What's the best way? Where do you want people to go check you out? How can people get more information about you? Yeah, I appreciate that. Three three quick domains, right? These are these are kind of our homes away from home. Joingengen.com. And that allows people that listen to this to join the generosity generation, which is my tribe of trust, which is, you know, what we teach. And then referralspodcast.com. Yeah, I it it's powerful. You like podcasts already, you're listening to Greg. Um, if if you love him, I think you'll kind of like what we do too. It's yeah. very in alignment with what he does and his heart for sure. Um, and then the last one is rms22.com, which is our uh, signature annual event. It's Referral Mastery Summit. It's September 27th through the 29th in Orlando, Florida. Um, and uh, would would love to have people check that out, rms22.com. And um, I, I, this is a formal invitation from me, Greg, to you. And if you come, I'll probably put you in front of a group. And uh, it, it would be... Uh, less valuable of an event if you were there just as an attendee. So <laughs> it, 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 it would have to be a, a case where I need to get you in front of people. So um, so those are really the ways, and I, I appreciate it. And keep listening to, to what Greg's producing. It's phenomenal content and um, love the value that he's brought for so long. And, I mean, that's, I mean, we need to be listening to people like Greg, right? There's a lot of people who will scare the living crap out of you to try to get, you know, to show how valuable they are. So you sign up for their stuff. And the, Greg and I aren't like that. You know, we're, we're here to educate and help and neither one, you're not going to see either one of us with our hair on fire. Right. Yeah. So it, it's no clickbait. Yeah. No clickbait here. And just, That's you know, right. full honesty up front. And honestly, I think we, 
are the models that should be followed for agents when they're talking to their clientele is if if those people that are that kind of fall for the clickbait and the the hair on fire recessionary stuff and and you know the world's the sky is falling they then communicate that to their 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 database and you know what the database will never talk to them again because it was just scare tactics and listen it doesn't work it used to work it, used to, it doesn't work anymore. People are too knowledgeable. There's too much information out there. So listen to Greg. Every time he does a podcast, make sure you're subscribed and uh, listen to him because he, he's, he's the goods, right? Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And for those of you, um, you know, that want to uh, get more information from me, go to realestatesalessolutions.com. There's all kinds of uh, free content um, videos, as well as you can check out uh, my Agent Success Academy, which is a group coaching call that I do on a weekly basis. And I recommend you get involved right now because uh, the market is shifting. And um, I've been here, been uh, I've, I've been there, done that already have already personally closed a hundred transactions already this year. So I'm still in the game. I'm my, you know, I, I have what we call, I believe, and even though I'm talking about myself, I have real street credibility mm-hmm. and it's extremely relevant. You want to know how to get listings in a shifting market, check out real estate sales solutions. I'll teach you. So Michael, thank you. Thank you again so much. Um, that's it for today. I sure do appreciate it for the rest of you. Please subscribe, comment, go check out Michael's uh, stuff. He gave you a few different domains and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye everybody.